Sports fans are all too used to hear. Until now. No more negative expectations. No more playing the victim. No more fair weather freeloaders. No more. 38-yard field goal by Morton Anderson. The hold, the kick, it's on the way, it's up, and it is From the Mesmerized Studios in Woodstock, Georgia, Believe Entertainment proudly presents Believe in Atlanta Sports with your hosts, Robert Taylor and the Commissioner, Mark Rich. Well, 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 here we are again, Atlanta sports fans, back for another action-packed, fun-filled, exciting installment of Believe in Atlanta Sports with me, your host, Robert Taylor, the Commissioner, Mark Rich. How are you, Atlanta? I'm doing great. I didn't bring this up last episode, and I should have, uh, because you may notice. Somebody might say, well, right now, I've got a, I'm not a Jersey guy, but I've just been gifted a Jersey by the commissioner, so uh, I've been told I'm a vision in black, number eight. 11 is my favorite number, but I won't wear that. Can't wear that. No, no, no. Not, not in a Falcons jersey. Me and Julio, we are not, what is it, simpatico? Well, Trey Young came out at the game in a number eleven mm. jersey. You mm. get a little little cross promotion there. Did it say Young on the back? Though? It did. Okay, oh, yeah. well that's oh, yeah. fine then. That's fine. You can do that. I'm but, trying to figure out somebody who can take the the Jones off my eleven jerseys and put Young on the back of them and just. Oh man, that's easy. I know people that can do that for you. We'll talk. You about find this. the letters. Uh, but but last episode and even now. You might be like, man, you didn't you didn't have any swag on in the last episode, but I did because this, believe it or not, is a Braves hat. It's the single A Augusta Green Jackets. They are the the low A affiliate for the Braves. My hat game is strong. You know you like it. It's, it's a, a great hat. looking hat. I'm always looking for cool hats, and I found this one and I ordered it. So I've got it on, but now I got my Falcons jersey on. And speaking of the Braves, well, they are, uh, man, my uh, my prognostication may come true. I said the the division could come down to that last three game series against the Mets, and now I don't even know if those Marlins games and the Nationals games that we both have respectively after that series are, are garbage time games now because we are just. You know, it's uh, we're up a game, then we're down a half game, and then we're up a half game, and the Cubs have, be- have beat the Mets. Uh, the Pirates, you know, the uh, they're losing games they should be winning. We're losing games we should be winning. The Mariners took two from us. The Giants took two from us. So we're kind of just racing, uh, you know, and, and uh, some of you fans are getting a little irate about it. To me, this is – this is baseball, baby. This is the it's a it's a race. This is a pennant race that we're in. We are it's a boat race, man. So uh, the biggest thing that everybody's talking about is Snitker should take heat for running Jansen out there. Our friend 
Mr. Hudson, I don't know if you saw him on Twitter. He came out and sure said did. Snit had to take some heat. In some ways, maybe I agree with him, but well, I, he does. He he's the guy that takes the heat. Yeah. So, but I'll, I'll tell you why he shouldn't. And if a lot of you, and I, and I know you're probably going to turn this off because you'll be like, here he goes again, droning on about Brian Snicker. I'm just trying to explain to you the finer points of the game of baseball and how it works. This is not uh, Dixie League youth baseball where the stinky kids, uh, you know, if they have a bad game, you just put them on the end of the bench and you play them for a half inning because you have to. This is professional baseball. Has Jansen blown some opportunities? You're damn right he has, but he is a under contract. He is a member of that team, and you on a roster where you you have limited players, you can't just add another guy. You have to take another guy away, or you have to have options, which the Braves don't right now. They have Rizel, uh, you know, who's out there, but you don't just bench a guy. And they're like, well, this is stupid. He's, he's, he's blowing our chances. He's not blowing our chances. The Braves are going to the playoffs. But number two, if you don't think Jansen's not doing some side work and working with his respective coach and watching film, and even he himself said his mechanics are a little off, his, his delivery, and the way that you fix that is by giving players opportunities in a game-type scenario. Um, you know, I, 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 I can't tell you right now. I didn't get to deep dive, but how many blown saves does he have this year? Eight. Okay. Eight. See, Mark knows over the course of a season, you'd like to see that number a little lower, but I don't think that's bad out of how many opportunities is the, is the question of, of how many save opportunities as he has versus those eight blown saves. But again, you're all wanting to run Snitker out of town on a rail and, you know, we're over and, and we're done. It's just like calm down. We've got to get him right for the playoffs because guess what? He ain't getting left off the playoff roster. That's no, not happening. We're, we're going to need him. Like that's exactly, that's the, the whole issue that I have. Like, d- does it piss me off? Yes. Yes. It pisses me off every single time he blows a save, but how you have to, if you don't think he cares like then I can understand. Like if you don't, if you, if you think Brian Snicker doesn't care about winning and he just keeps throwing Kenley out there because he doesn't care, then I can understand your frustration. If you think Kenley goes out there and blows saves because he just doesn't care, I can understand your frustration. Neither of those are true. Yeah. It's an unfortunate byproduct, uh, the losing the game and what happens. It's unfortunate that that happens, but but it happens. Like it's not mm-hmm. it's. People people take it personal. Like Kenley went out there and was like, "Hey, hey, Bob and Alpharetta," you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not what's happening. Well, you know, is he is he doing his best Mariano Rivera imitation right now? No, he's not. Is he a shut down, slam the door closer right now? No, he's not. Has he been? Yes, he has. Over his career, there were times where you saw Kenley Jansen, you were like, "Well, let's go to the house." Can he do it again? Yes, because guess what's been happening lately if you've been watching? Uh, I talked about our production from our bench players and our corner outfielders hadn't been so great. Ozuna, as of late, has come to life. Robbie Grossman has come to life, but he's, despite what some of you are saying out there, he is not the best player on our team. (laughs) Um, You know who you are, you idiot. Like, I just, 
And I can't with some of these Atlanta fans sometimes. Keep like, rooting for him. Yeah. But, but he's not the best player on the team. Stop saying that. Just stop. Michael Harris is better. Vaughn Grissom is better. Austin Riley is better. Just so happens that Robbie Grossman right now, and, and good. Thankfully, he's shown some signs of, of life in production because we're going to need him in the playoffs. Just like other, you guys were, and here's the thing about Atlanta sports fans. Boy, they will be they will be all on board the Ozuna bandwagon if he starts heating up a little more and we roll into the playoffs. They'll be they'll be like, "What? He got a DUI? I didn't know that. What? What are you talking about? He had he had a domestic. You know, th- th- all that stuff will go away." And I and I guess that's sports, but because I've never really been that guy, I've always been like, "Hey, man, it's 162 games. It is a freaking roller coaster." of a ride of highs and lows, ups and downs. And even when I was giving you those, look, it's right here. Seven of 21, you're batting 333. Eight of 21, you're batting 380. There's even a scene in Bull Durham. You know the scene in Bull Durham where, where Kevin Costner's on the bus and he's talking about that one extra little, uh, you know, uh, one that drops in, a ground ball with eyes, that seeing eye signal. You, you get just two or three of those a week, and it's the difference between staying in the show and going back down. It's true. It's really easy for your, your average to drop like a stone. It's a little little more difficult to get it back up. Yep. Because you see it right here, you know. So, I don't know. It's just uh, I, I, I'm just on a mission to, to help our fan base, some of our fan base, just be a little – just understand the finer points of the game and understand that – you know, I get it. It's it's a it's they they've given us a lot of reasons to be emotional over the years. We we've had daggers in the hearts and and letdowns and chokes and just like our intro says, you know, longing. We've we've wanted all these things, but it's here now, and we're winning now. And Brian Snicker just got his 500th win, and I'm going to say it again. He's been in Major League Baseball for over 40 years. And I said this to a guy, we started chirping at one another and it got kind of high schoolish. I'll admit it because I, I just, I get really annoyed when people say ridiculous things and I'm just, you know, I even, my comment was like, it was a good thing. And I say this to everybody, it's a good thing. You don't run the damn team. It's a really good thing that you're not in charge of the Braves. Find me one person in all of baseball, all of baseball. Cause you know who introduced, uh, Brian Snicker to his wife? Cito Gaston. Does anybody know who that is? A very, very good Major League Baseball manager. Won a couple World Series with Toronto. Maybe you've heard of him. Those guys probably talked a little baseball. You know, so he's had that guy. Ah, there's some guy named Cox that really likes Brian Snicker. Uh, You know, when we get Leo Mazzoni on the show, we'll talk Brian Snicker all day. So find me one guy that says he's not a great baseball man, and I'll jump on the wagon. But until then, and, and again, does he make mistakes? Of course he does. He's human. Are there other managers making mistakes and questionable? Of course. But as soon as Brian Snicker makes a questionable call or a questionable move, according to some of you, he's trash. Well, and that's the thing. It's the what have you done for me lately, the instant gratification era. Like, it's insane. And I I felt I I jumped on the Ozuna bandwagon, but like but he he was a defensive liability and his bat wasn't producing. I just didn't want him in the lineup right then and there. I also understand that in order to get people out of those funks, you have to play them. That that's just what it is. Uh, 
but I, I can understand people's annoyance in the moment. I just don't understand why, like, in that moment, you have to stand on top of the mountain and scream so everybody can hear you. Make sure that it's known that you you don't like something. Like, if, if you... It, this Kenley Jansen thing is not going to tank our season, but... But it's a problem. I can see how people are annoyed by it because, um, I mean, against the Mariners, we we come back in the ninth and then bring Kenley to shut the door, and Kenley opens the door back up, and there goes that game. And if I'm not mistaken, that has so happened to coincide with the uh, the Falcons game. So that was a tough day. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody blamed Kenley Jansen for the Falcons losing in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I it wouldn't, man. That's how crazy some of these Atlanta fans are, it, man. But but again, like you have to, you have to understand like, and I know you do, but everybody needs to understand that like, the internet being what it is, you can just voice your frustration at any moment in any time. It's like you you type it. Some people I feel like they just type how they feel, and all of a sudden it's just like it's rinsed from them. They got it out in social media or the internet anywhere and now it's just it's gone from them but now it it plagues everyone else now everybody else has to mm-hmm. read and and comment and it is what it is but but specifically talking about baseball it, it's it it is an issue like i i understand everybody's frustration but just just know that like everybody knows like snicker knows kenley knows like they, they know they know how you feel. They don't like it either. They're trying to fix it. Like if you if if your thought process brings you to the oh, well, I guess nobody cares anymore. The Braves just don't care about winning baseball because this is this is what's happening. We we've given up. If that's how you think it's happening, then like there's bigger problems. I mean, so and and you you've known me long enough that I, I get I, I my emotions can get the better of me sometimes and what? I can yeah, I can. Uh, it, it makes I can kind of lower myself to uh, have a, a petty argument, or, or like some people say, like I'm I'm being too tough, or I don't like Atlanta sports fans. No, I, I love our fan base. That's how much I care that I want us to do better and be better. Like uh, here's how it all started. This guy on Twitter, he goes, "If I'm AA, I bring Snitker into my office today and tell him to make Rizel Iglesias the closer, or pack your shit and leave." Like wh- what? And I said, well, it's a damn good thing you don't run the team. I just want, uh, why would you say such a thing? Now, again, somebody could look at me and go, why do you care? Because I want our fan base to be more well-respected in the sports community. In the grand scheme of life, when I'm 101 and I take my last breath, what will it have mattered? Not much in the grand scheme of the universe, but we're here now. We're in it now. I just, I want, I, I guess I, I, I'm just trying to be kind of like more like a teacher. Also, it, it's, it, it's mildly coming to Snit's defense too. Like, yeah, you're, you're insulting my head coach right now. I'm you're hey, insulting man, my manager. Right I'm not now. afraid that I'm going full T.O., man. I'm crying T.O. right now. That's my, that's my manager. You know, I'm not afraid. And I'm, I'm by, by no means an expert. I, I'm just saying uh, uh, more times than not, as I've gotten older, I'm able to be a more level-headed, critical-thinking fan instead of this crazed, spoiled, 
just rotten, toxic. I mean, we have toxic fans. I, and, and again, I'll say this again. I know we're a broken record here. And, you know, you probably at this point, at some point, some of you may turn it off and go wonk, wonk, wonk. It sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. But I think it's more rampant in Atlanta fan culture than it is elsewhere. And that's, that's really all I'm trying to do. If, 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 I, if, I, if it's tough love or, uh, or I'm, it's just because I'm passionate about it and I care about our fan base and we have been kicked around and dragged through the dirt and made fun of long enough and – you are one of the reasons why this is happening with your ridiculous takes. Well, I also feel like, you know, every every fan base, especially the passionate ones, are going to, they're going to get upset about things. They're going to have bad things to say about their team when things aren't going well. I think for for Atlanta teams is that, like, there's no balance. There's no balance for us. There's not there's not enough of the, the, the people that, that love it enough to – to talk about the bad, but like also still like talk about the good. Like you can, you can be pissed off about stuff, but like there's also stuff to like be happy about. I, I, I feel, and maybe it's just like the social media aspect of it and just seeing so much negative and, and hearing so much negative that you just miss out on the balance. So once you, once you hear enough of one side, you just get like completely jaded that, you know, this is what it is. And sometimes the team doesn't give you something to, to, to be happy about. But like, I don't, I don't see, I don't see that with the Braves. I don't, there's plenty to be happy about. Like, Oh my uh, God, like countless things. Good uh, Lord. I just don't understand how, like when, when one piece isn't working the way you want it to, why the whole ship has to go down. You have to act like a crying five-year-old on the playground. Yeah. It's, it's one, it's one thing and it's a big thing. I'm not, I'm not discounting the fact that like having a problem at closer could be a big issue going into the playoffs. My thing is like, that can't be the only thing that you see. You can't find the one negative thing that happened, and like that—that's it. That's the only thing I'm I'm focusing on, man. And I've 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 a little bit have been like this my whole life. I think it's becoming more prominent as I've gotten older, as I'm getting older. But I, I'm a huge energy person, especially more so now. Like, um, you know, I'm very much into like music and its healing properties and its effects and 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 how it can you know, uh, affect your frequency and, and how, you know, what you put out is what you get back. Like I'm big into that. I believe, you know, mercury in, in retrograde and, and sometimes it can be bad. Sometimes it could be good. I believe we're all connected in strange ways. I'll give you uh, just real quick. Then I'll get back to what I'm talking about. I was in Asheville and I went into a honey store cause fresh local honey is, is awesome. It's the bomb. It makes everything taste better. If whatever you're doing, I learned that, Bee pollen is, is it's good for you to take. It can help with allergies. But this is how human beings in nature and in the universe are connected. If you take bee pollen that's local and you live or populate in an area that's 50 miles or closer to the hive, it cures your allergies. Like, they are no more. It is weird. It's really crazy. So We're going to have to talk about that. That being said, I believe that maybe this sports curse that people like to talk about in Atlanta, maybe some of these bad things that happen to our teams, the choking and other things, could be maybe a result of some of the childish 
goings on uh, of the just the the awful kicking and screaming negative poor behavior some of that energy that you put out maybe I'm, I'm just saying we you know I'm just saying I don't, I don't want to I guess maybe we'll always talk about that since this is kind of a theme of our show of, of besides us being a, a a fine alternative to the two giants in the uh, Atlanta area for your sports talk or sports news or sports banter, whatever you want to call what we are, which I think we're a fine option. Uh, some people are out there listening. Don't forget to tell us. Spectacular option. Don't forget to tell us what you think, though. Uh, find or us tell on your Twitter friends and, about us. And all that. But Like and share. I, and I think that's my biggest thing. And so here's my thing. I think I, I'm, I've definitely developed a more analytical, critical thinking approach to ha- things that happen with our team. But I think as far as how I feel about our fan base, I'm, I'm still very young, protective, like maybe too passionate, too emotional about some people. And I should be just be like, man, we're just gonna we're just gonna do our thing, and maybe some people will watch our show and kind of go, ah, oh, you know what? Maybe they're right. But so maybe I am a little too concerned with trying to help the guy that when he walks out of the Falcon Stadium, he's ripping his jersey off and man, you know, we suck, man. I'm tired of this bullshit. You know, the, the guys at the Braves game, it's like, man, Snickers terrible. Wah. You know, like all those people, like I just, I don't want you. Well, sometimes maybe I want you to go away, but I, I, I think more importantly, I want you to just turn it around a little bit. You just want to talk. Yeah, man. Talk let's about this. Let's talk about our That's feelings. Legit, you know, legit like, what you, this is. Like, I'm. Uh, your feelings are validated. I understand why you feel that way. Let's talk about how to harness this in a different way. Yeah, in let's a turn more it into, positive way. Exactly. Let's turn it into some positivity. That's all we're saying. But hey, man, I was I was raised with tough love too. Like, if I need to get in your face and give you a couple of smacks, I'll do it. If it gets you to see the light and, and not be such a just terrible terrible fan but that again we, we won't beat that horse anymore at least for a few more episodes i think it just sometimes it, it swells up because given the what the falcons did you know all the people came out and the you know the the, the rocky trip out west that the braves had and, and jansen struggles i'm just these people they come out in droves and but it's also like I, it's kind of weird, man. I I, I just kind of feel like you don't get to enjoy the good times if you can't somehow look for silver linings and and ride through the bad times with the team. Because nobody in that locker room is saying some of the shit you guys say, or or the you know the acting the way that you guys act. And if they do, they get shipped out of town. They're handling it like professionals. I think we should be more. That's what I'm saying. We be, should be more fans. professional as fans. Be a be a professional. Be a pro. Play like a champion. You know, even when your team's down, there's not some guy. Now, you know, again, when things don't go right, you see the guy beating the crap out of the water cooler. But I, I promise you, th- things are on the inside of the the nest with the Falcons. Or I don't know if I can say this. I'm gonna say it anyway. Inside the teepee with the Braves. I said it. I said it. I probably. Oh, I might get canceled. I might get canceled, but you know, uh, things are different. They're not, they're not kicking and screaming like a bunch of babies. They're like, Hey man, we've got work to do. And we're always going to have work to do, but like, just, just look at, look at what we have going on. Look at what we have going on for the Mm -hmm. Braves. Like we're, we're set up for the future. Like it's, 
it's a beautiful thing. Like if you're going to get like focused on Kenley Jansen right now and have it ruin the Braves for you, like, man, please take a step back and see big picture here. Like it's, it's fine to be frustrated, but good Lord, are you going to let it ruin this whole experience? Hey man, the Braves have just as much chance, if not a little better to repeat as champions as anybody else. Sure. We're just as good as the Mets. Why? Because we're a half game out. You know, uh, we're still going to roll into the playoffs. Uh, the, the Dodgers are very, very, very good. They're going to win over 100 games. But we all we all know about that. If you watch sports close enough and, and you watch the stats, the team with the best regular season record off times does not get the big, the big ring. So what I'm saying, the Braves are good enough – to to win it all again, uh, now do, do we, does Jansen need to get worked out? Yes, he's he's got to figure it out. We need him. We need him sharp for the playoffs. Those corner outfielders, do they need to sustain this awakening they've had? Their bats have come to life. Do we need Rosario? I could see a scenario where Rosario doesn't make the the roster, okay, I, because he hasn't been that guy. But is there still time for him to turn it on and produce here and make a push? Make a uh, an argument for his case that I should be on this postseason team. I can contribute. He's got to start though. There's only a few weeks left, right? Well, and Ozzy just walked one off for uh, for Gwinnett. Yeah. So I don't know how long till he's back up, but that's gonna that's gonna put one one less spot in the outfield. Ronnie's Ronnie's back in the outfield. So what? Where? Yeah. We gotta. We're gonna have to make decisions. But that's when it goes back to that whole winning is hard thing, man. You know, the team has to kind of gel and vibe, and they do have great chemistry, and they do gel and vibe. But, man, it's got to be like a perfect culmination of, uh, you know, a a tablespoon of of Kenley, a a dash of Grossman, a a pinch of Azuna. I mean, the recipe for winning is it's it's pretty precise of what needs to kind of go down and who needs what and when. Man, timely hitting. You want to talk about timely hitting. Besides their pitching and their bullpen last year, the Braves marched home with that championship because of timely hitting. I can't stress that enough. Any good baseball man will tell you how important timely hitting is. So, you know, and that's the thing, man. Enjoy the ride because who knows how long we'll be here, man. Who knows who goes down next year, if anybody. So, and the Braves have been good for a very long time under our watches anyway because, uh, we, you know, depending on how old you are, if you're younger than us, then you've never really seen the Braves stink that bad. You didn't live through the 80s. And I didn't – I mean, I was around at the tail end of the 70s, but, man, those some of those teams in the 70s, boy, were – now, Braves did have a couple of years in the early 80s where they uh, went back-to-back on the pennants and uh, Del Murphy won some batting titles and an MVP – all that fun stuff. Uh, don't get me started on Dale in the Hall of Fame because he should That's be. That's a whole episode. He should be in. He should be in. Now, hey, we'll relive that one because we did it on the State of Sports uh, several years ago. So we can bring that one back to the surface. He, and he won't. I, I think he's out of options. I don't even think now it's the vote-in thing. I think he missed that window too. So I think Dale is just out. But there, Shocking. There's some guys that are in that his numbers are just as good or better than so, yeah, I, I just, you know, let the sun shine a little bit and enjoy the fact that uh, we uh, could potentially repeat as champions. But also, now I haven't seen it yet because we've been firing on all cylinders and our Georgia Bulldogs just reclaimed the uh, the number one spot in all the land. And all is right in the world. But let it happen. Let something go not quite 
the way that our fans want it to. And I think that's what it is. I think there are fans out there that if they don't get their way, that's when they start crying and blow up. And, 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 you know, it's, it's not about you. (laughs) It's really not about you. You know, like as much as I love Georgia and the Braves and the Falcons and all that stuff, like they do not sit down and go, what would the commissioner and Robert do in this situation? How do you think they'd handle it? Even the guys. Does anybody have their phone number? Kirby Smart, he ain't calling Buck Baloo. I'm sure Buck is more than welcome to come down whenever he would like and and, and hang out. You know, I'm, I'm sure he's got, he's got an open pass. But Kirby ain't going, I wonder how Buck would do this because he's not on the team. He's forever a member of the Bulldog Nation. He won a national title, but he is not a salaried member on that coaching staff. And I don't think there's ever a need where Kirby Smart would call Buck Ballou for advice. Nothing against you, Buck. I love Buck Ballou. I just don't think that happens. I, you know, they ain't never calling me. Who, who know, even if this show does what we want it to do and, and we go to great heights and we get press passes and all the things. I would, I would consider that just like a crowning moment in my life if Kirby just rang me up. Yeah, right. I'm like, hey, hey, Mark, I was tossing something around. I mean, if, if Kirby's uh, out by the pool entertaining recruits, cooking chicken wings, he might call us. I, shit, hey, guys, what should, what should I do with these wings? But as far as, right over, as far as football operations go, baseball operations with the Braves and the Hawks, they ain't ever calling us. We, we are never going to work for any of those organizations in that aspect. You heard <laughs> so. it here first. Please call me, Kirby. Yeah, hey, I got, I got a great chicken wing recipe. Chili, what do you want? What do you want, Coach? I got you. I got you. I'll, I'll foot the bill, too even though I shouldn't because you are infinitely more wealthy than I am. I think maybe you could, all right, you pay for the chili ingredients. Let's make that deal. I'll do all the sweat and clean up, but you got to buy the stuff. That's, I think I, he would. I feel like that's fair. After, uh, after that new deal he got, I don't see why he'd have a problem with it. But uh, So Georgia did play Saturday, and again, uh, as you all know, I was uh, unplugged out of town, but it also was against Samford, the smaller, lesser-known Bulldogs. And we uh, beat them like a drum, 33 to nothing. I'm not going to lie. I was hoping for a 70 burger. Yeah, you know, 55, 33 to nothing is still a whooping. But one thing that you pointed out that I was glad to see, because I think even this year he could do it, but I think he's going to uh, be a star at Georgia because I saw him play for an entire season. And when I say saw him play, I mean every single game because I was in the booth doing color analysis uh alongside a guy, Denylon Morris said he had what two for twenty two on, on Saturday and including uh receivers, tight ends, uh running backs, fifteen different people touched the ball. But Denylon Morris said that's the name I want to put in your minds, Georgia fans. Uh a very gifted, very talented young receiver. Uh, I, I and, and as of all the football I've watched, I'll tell you this is one thing that that like struck a chord with me of all the foot of all the, I mean, high school, college, NFL, everything I've never. And I, I'm sure I've just missed it. I'm sure it just hasn't caught my eye, but he caught my eye in between plays timeouts or just the ball getting snapped or whatever. He was going through motions, looking at his feet and his hands. And like, he was just doing something to be, ready to be prepared like he was just always i've never seen that before and i saw him make some circus catches so i'm telling you i think you are uh maybe that that definitely not his coming out party but got on the field 
against Sanford. Couple of catches. Look out now, and and if and, you know, and, and Texas exposed Alabama. We know that. Does that mean Alabama's not good? No, we're still going to see them in December. And guess what? Saban's just going to push them that much harder to get better. And and God bless the people that have to play Alabama next. Who do they have next? Game. Who's in game three? Let's. We can find it. We can find it real quick. Game we have our. I don't know who Alabama's playing. I think Alabama's. Well, we're gonna find it real quick because we have our handy little. Uh, we got some new 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 stuff here. We got these handy little uh, props. Let's go down and uh, find Alabama. Oh my goodness! Who? Louisiana Monroe. Oh yeah, they're gonna get beat bad, real bad. Uh, real bad. Those poor guys. What? I, but I don't. I don't think it's going to be on our uh, another one of those things. But uh, boy, Marshall picked up a big old check to beat Notre Dame. <laughs> Georgia Southern picked up a big old check to beat Nebraska. But neither of those teams are Alabama. But App State picked up a check too. Yeah, the Giant Killers, man. Those App State Mountaineers. They'll sneak up and get you. Um, Great, great for those programs, though. It's all, man. Uh, did you see what happened in the town of of Abbott State too? Man, they just flooded the streets and, and went bonkers, and they all kind of met in the middle. And that's great. I don't think UL Monroe or, or those are those MFers, as our old friend Jacques would say. But uh, yeah, I think of it. Yeah, I think what does it say? Minus sixty nine and a half. <laughs> Is that a real thing? No, oh, man, my eyes are going out on me. I, I do have to get to the eye doctor. It's minus forty nine and a half, but still, that's a lot. Alabama drops more on them. I bet they shut them out and just go ham on them and punish Honestly, them. The shutout for me was the only thing that I really enjoyed about the the Georgia game. Like it was, it, it was kind of painful. It was like I don't want to say that they weren't taking it seriously, but like it really kind of felt like they weren't taking it seriously. And like you could actually, you can actually see the frustration if you watch the replay of the game <clears throat> in Kirby's face. And I, I think. I'm not mistaken, coming out in the beginning of the third quarter, it was just like a uh, just a weak drive. And and Kirby was like, no, man, keep keep the starters out there. You guys are gonna play like that. Like get back, get back out there. Yeah. Like this is not a this is not a joke. Like you're gonna be ready and you're gonna play the same way every game. Like you, mm-hmm. you don't just get to come out and blow the doors off of Oregon and come out stale for Samford. You know what I'm saying? Like a this is this is a place for you to come out. Throw up thirty five in the first two quarters, like like you're supposed to, and then then let the other guys work on their game. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Get everybody some playing time, and, and we spread the ball around. We did we did what we were supposed to do, and who knows? Maybe they were trying some other stuff out. I don't know what the master plan is, but I could tell that it looked like Kirby was frustrated. So I don't think that the master plan was going the way that he wanted it to. So it's a uh, it. it it's a it's a weird thing for me. We all know that that's been George's Achilles' heel over the years, and and Kirby said, "Hey, we're burning the boats. We ain't coming back." And that's one of the things is Georgia has very much, especially in the Mark Richt era, and sometimes in Kirby's era, taken their foot off the gas. But no part of me, no part of me, even after watching that game, thinks that we are not going to come guns loaded for South Carolina. Oh yeah. And just blow uh, well, the doors I mean, you them. know, Kirby, it, it, so I didn't see any press conference or anything. Cause again, blah, blah, blah off the grid, took a break, uh, for a little vacation. 
I didn't see him, you know, any comments to that. But you, you best believe, especially Will Muschamp, if he ever got the sense that they took their foot off the gas and didn't play as hard as they could in that Sanford game, that the next practice he saw some lunches. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah. I, and when I say that, uh, he's, you know, you're going to run until you puke. I don't, I don't know in today's world if that still happens. But boy, I tell you what, when I was playing baseball and stuff growing up, and our coaches felt like we weren't practicing hard or whatever. Yeah, one of our coaches, he'd, he'd put us on the foul poles, and we'd run pole to pole, and he goes, I want to see it. What would you have for lunch today? And he'd go, oh, baked rotini, there it is. Up, oh, would you, up, salad, there it is, you know. So you best believe he's going to have his guys ready, and he gave them a stern reminder of, hey, especially now, they're number one. They are the hunted now. They're not the hunters anymore. They got the top spot. Everybody's looking to knock them off their perch. And nothing, man, you know, and again, uh, I, I think they handle South Carolina just because they have better players, and Shane Beamer knows it. But any any given Saturday, too, if you come out and don't give South Carolina the respect they deserve because they are a, a Southeastern Conference football team, they are a collegiate team. Shane Beamer's a pretty darn good coach. You know, yeah, he was, but, we but had him stop at Georgia. With that but, old, like, well, South Carolina early in the season gives Georgia trouble. Stop that. Yeah, I don't Stop think right they now. do, but I guarantee you Kirby's going to have his boys locked in, ready to go. I think Georgia wins the game easily. I really do. Uh, I think they're that good. Uh, I know there's uh, – I think the defense set another record, but I, I kind of don't go that early in the season with records and what they're doing because, hey, you played an Oregon team that was overranked and you played Sanford. Yeah. Now you've got, you know – South Carolina, which, hey, they're in the Southeastern Conference. It's a divisional game. I think Spencer Rattler is not a good quarterback. But but I, show me. Show me show me who we are against yeah. South Carolina. I think they do. I think they do. I just, again, I, uh, Kirby Smart is a, that Nick Saban type to where no matter if they go out and beat South Carolina 55 to nothing, he's going to find something wrong, oh, something yeah. that he didn't like in that game, and he is forever – never going to get comfortable or allow his guys to get comfortable and say, hey, I don't give a damn because guess what? That game's over. South Carolina's over. We've got whoever next week. Tennessee, I think it's a a, a loser. I think it's another tune-up game. I can't remember who it is. I, we can go back and, and find it real quick. But, again, I, you know, those, those days are gone uh, with Georgia football. You know, Kent State, yeah, the Golden Flash, who, by the way, is on Ohio's. State schedule every year, every year almost. Oh, then and you know, let's look. Let's just look ahead. We got Missouri, Auburn, Vandy, uh, Florida, who got knocked off their perch a little bit. Tennessee, who's uh, sitting at number fifteen. Mississippi State, Kentucky at number nine. See what happens, and then our old friends at the every year. You know this every year. Last game of the season's always our friends at the North Avenue Trade School. We're going to burn them down again, boy. Is it home or away? They were in tech last year. So, yeah, that's in, in Athens this year. I, I Man, we've got to get down to a dog game, too. we got got plenty of free places to stay. I don't know what game it'll be, but I'd like to get to one now that I have Saturdays off. I don't know which one it'll be. Maybe I make my uh, – maybe I reemerge at Georgia, Florida. I haven't been in a long time. Ugh. Last time I went – I don't know if you were down there, but it was when the, they turned it into a night game. The only night game ever in the history of that uh, rivalry. 
They moved the kickoff back. Game day was there. Georgia was ranked number one. Florida was ranked number two. And then they just housed us. And that was the biggest mistake. They, uh, they'll never do it again because all it did was give a few extra hours of drinking and hatred to brew. And I saw some things. And that's why I stopped going. That game was why I was like, I don't think I'll ever go back down there again because of the hatred and the nastiness and the ugliness that I saw, not just from Florida, from both sides. I was like, man, I don't want it was it. nasty for a 3.30 kick. Give oh, it's, I mean, it always is. Four but this more was, hours of drinking? Yeah, they did. It was bad, man. It was Jacksonville rough, Landing man. was just like a giant royal Oh, rumble. it was like an MMA fight, man. <laughs> People just swinging beer bottles and getting cracked in the head everywhere. And I was like, that's another thing that kind of turned me off uh, to football too and also made me check myself about how I was as a fan because I was like, there's no need for all this. It, you know what? I, I, I'm pretty sure that was that moment. We were at the red carpet in, sitting out by the pool, having a beer, and I, I just kind of had this aha moment. I was very young, too. I was, God, I was still in my early 20s in that game. I'm pretty sure it was that long ago. Uh, and I was just like, you know what? When Georgia loses, nothing happens to me. I don't. There's not a line on my paycheck that says, Minus $50. I don't get a bonus when they win. I didn't get a ring. Our, our good buddy Donnie, man, he got to put on a on a championship ring. I saw it. Probably got the picture. Uh, because uh, he uh, reg- Tony Schiavone's son, Chris. Uh, well, they both do work for Georgia. Tony Schiavone's podcast, by the way, is really funny, man. That, who, that guy has a mouth like a sailor. <laughs> I didn't, I Tony to- Schiavone's awesome. Uh, and, and Chris as well, uh, I, I, we may be able to get him on the show, but yeah, I just got, that's when it kind of made me realize that like, cause I used to be that drunken, you know, floating, floating around in, in, in a ocean of whiskey screaming at other fans. And I really did kind of check myself and like, man, this, this ain't that serious. I need to be a better fan. I need to be a better person. And then it happens a lot in college football, but Anyway, enough of that. We're not perfect either. We are. We are. I, I want to make that very clear. We are not perfect people. I know we uh, we talk a lot of jive, especially me, about being better and and whatnot. We we definitely have our moments and have had our moments. So, oh man, yeah, wow, uh, man, it's funny how how it goes. Uh, the time, uh, but we do need. Do to we re- have enough information to do a podcast? Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> literally always. Hey, and if we don't have enough sports information, we'll just talk about Hollywood making a film about our rise to podcast stardom, as we did in the last episode. Or, uh, or just so you know, uh, one of our avid listeners, Trey Matthews out there, really loves Harry Potter. Uh, he loves when we talk about Harry Potter. So we can uh, we hear you, Trey. We love the feedback, and we are uh, going to be talking more Harry Potter just for you, buddy. Now, are you are you... Are you serious, or does he not like Harry? Yeah, he doesn't like Harry Potter. Well, guess what? We're doing an all Harry Potter episode, and we're going to stri- duct tape you into a chair and make you watch it. That's going down. <laughs> and we're going to do it on your birthday. But we also, uh, man, the last episode or two, uh, we talked about fighting Mark's family MMA style in a pay-per-view event. So, hey, even if we don't. But, yeah, now, see, we're still rambling on. We're going to run out of film. We're going to run out of memory card space on our on our cameras we got here. But, hey, we got South Carolina this weekend. We got the Rams on Sunday. We're barreling into the playoffs, and we just might. I'll go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. I, don't, I hope I'm not jinxing it. I think they probably already made up their mind. But uh, believe, and our great friend Jared Wilson – has uh, put us in contact with a wonderful gentleman uh, over uh, with the Hawks organization, the PR department. His name's Max. 
we may have some credentials on the way. We are awaiting a response. We may have some uh, some deeper access. Uh, we're also uh, filing for the Braves for next year. There's a lot of great things that could be happening for us. Dogs, Falcons, here we come. Yeah. So anyway, guys, we want to thank you for tuning in. We still, I mean, we're hungry for some feedback. Believe ATL66 at gmail.com. Believe in ATL66 at Believe in ATL66 on Twitter. Believe in ATL66 on Instagram. Believe in Atlanta Sports on Facebook. Please hit us up one way or another. If you see them down at the tailgate, just this show is for you. We really, I, I know we, we're, we're kind of tough on you. We, we, we hold you accountable, some of you. But it really is out of love. We love each and every one of you. And even if you hate us, we still want you to tune in because, like I said the other day, we're like a fungus. We're, we just grow on you minus the itchy red rash. With that, Atlanta, we're going to see you on 15 the next time. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. We love you. Do you believe? 